You see, Mr. Bond, like every great artist, I want to create an indisputable masterpiece once in my lifetime. The death of 007. You see, it is my dream to one day kill James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Kill James Bond, the podcast where we kill James Bond, and also have multiple drops now about killing James Bond. I am Alice Goldwell-Kelly. Joining me are Abigail Thorne and Devon. Hello. Hello. We watched The Man with the Golden Gun this week, and... Oh boy! <laughs> what? Hmm. This is two hours of Roger Moore, but we 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 sat through it for you, listener. Well, Dev and Alice sat through it. Um, a little peek behind the curtain here, listeners. When I was growing up, I had three Bond films on VHS cassette, all along a, a theme. They were Goldfinger, Goldeneye, and The Man with the Golden Gun. So I've seen this film many, many times before. Um, and it's actually one of my favorites, so I I slightly enjoyed it. When you say you had it on VHS, did you have it on like a pre-produced VHS that you bought, or did you do the thing that my dad did of tape them off of the TV when they were on? Uh, no, it was it was a pre-produced one. It was an official ooh, one. Luxury. No, we so you had all the adverts in the yeah uh, yeah yeah. We had the like recorded. martini adverts in between because oh. we got them all off of mm-hmm. Channel Four. I think he made his own VHS cases for them. It was genuinely Ooh. like dad vibes, dad vibes. Dad's. And when, when, when we say I sat through this movie, I had nothing else to do. A peek, another peek behind the curtains. We're spoiling you today. I, I watched this movie from 3 a.m. to about 5 a.m. <laughs> on the train platform at Exeter St. David's while it was bitterly cold and pouring with rain hmm. because I was coming back home from Brighton. Uh, and refuse to get an earlier train. Perfect. Out of it's the perfect. Spite. That's the perfect time, place, mm. and climate to watch this movie and become totally deranged. The <laughs> ideal mindset. That's I've got right. to be honest. I don't think it improved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got to. This movie has a cold open to start with, and mm-hmm. the cold open is. Uh, you remember from Goldfinger the observes things that are happening stimulus response gangsters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some of our favorite dudes. One of them survived. Apparently, and he's in Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. The same he's, guy. He's one of Morton Slumber's goons. That they they got a they got a mob <laughs> goon, and this this mob goon <laughs> has been invited to the private island of Francisco Scaramanga, who is an international hitman. Uh, and we think at first that he's being paid to kill him. Um, his his butler knickknack. Offers him this like um, uh, this uh, envelope full of cash. It's like half now, half later, and he tells him, "If you kill Scaramanga, I get everything. I inherit all of this island." Mm-hmm. Um, and our gangster is sort of pursued through a funhouse setup, which Scaramanga he's just has. Shit. Yeah, he's, he's got jokerified. joker shit in his house. For he no really reason. does. He really does. He's got like. Uh, he 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 turns a corner with a gun, and then the lights go off, and there's like a laughing sound effect. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a, a sort of a statue of Al Capone slides out and, and like sprays blank machine gun fire everywhere. It's like a weird Disneyland hitman rail shooter thing. Yeah, that this yeah, yeah. mobster is being pushed through. Um, Scaramanga has a private island in the South China Sea with exactly three inhabitants, mm-hmm. which is himself, his yep. heterosexual life partner, Knickknack. Oh, they have a great um, And just woman who is also present. Yeah, wo- woman mm-hmm. is present. Uh, he and Knickknack have a very weird sort of like, it's almost a little bit like Cluzo and Kato, but it's also mm. a little bit kink here. Is that like you see Knickknack observing this gangster who is trying to kill Scaramanga go through the rooms and observing Scaramanga trying to avoid him and like sort of almost taunting his boss, like, ah, it's not going to be that easy because I've made it that little bit harder for you. Ah, uh, okay. So the, the penny slowly drops that Scaramanga is like, he, he himself has arranged this as like a live fire training exercise. He's got this, this goon, this mobster to try and kill him. And he, of course, succeeds and turns the tables on him and, and Scaramanga shoots him with a strange golden pistol. Um, mm. It's very cool looking. Yeah. It's very cool looking. It's like squarish. Our impression thus far is that Scaramanga is a guy who hires people to try to kill him in order to improve, only to kill them via like an extended series of sight gags and bits. Yeah, he basically does <laughs> saw stuff, but only to Hitman. He, mm-hmm. he also has, within this funhouse arrangement, a perfect like wax model of Roger Moore, James yes. Bond. Mm-hmm. Yes, I- with the fucking handout position mm-hmm. shooting. And at the end of this sequence, taking us into the opening credits, he does a trick shot where he shoots every single finger off of Bond's hand. Which It's very cool. It's very cool. It was kind of cool. Yeah. It also needs to be noted that Scaramanga is played by Christopher Lee, and he is very good at acting. Christopher Lee. He's so, I'm, so good in I, this I, film. I'm going to be doing Christopher Lee voice for the rest of this episode. Christopher I, Lee, I, legendary actor. I fucking actor. love Christopher Lee, man. Not least because the role which he's playing here of extremely competent professional killer was like, he did that in the Second <laughs> World War. That was his job. Yeah. Unlike, yeah. No, this is a man who killed Nazis. Un- yeah, unlike real. Fleming, who was like some fucking uh, naval intelligence dipshit, right, who just wrote about this stuff, uh, Christopher Lee was fully the, like, parachuting in behind occupied lines thing. Mm. Uh, I, there's a story about him on Lord of the Rings where he was giving tips to Peter Jackson on what it was like to stab a sentry to death quickly because <laughs> he had actually done it and nobody else had. And uh, yeah, yeah, just and a great actor on top of all of that. So, yeah, he's yeah, very, pr- very good in this film. Christopher Lee carries this movie by himself. <laughs> he does. There's uh, one scene in particular I want to highlight later when we get to it. Oh, we'll, yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, Put him in the running with Vladek Shebel's Kronstein as the Bond villains who have killed the most Nazis in real life. <laughs> that is that is mm-hmm. true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Killing Nazis in real life makes you cooler and better at acting, is what we're learning. Mm-hmm. So um, That's my secret. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've always sucked. So we, we then cut to, to M's office, uh, where Bond sort of smugly glides in. <laughs> Wait, no, we have a fucking theme tune. To oh boy, <laughs> an amazing <laughs> theme song. This okay. because he'll bang anyone. Absolute miss, miss he, of a theme song. He will song. bang anyone. That is a lyric in there. Not. 
I've just gotten up and left. Um, because I said the theme song is an absolute miss. It um, really is. It, look, it serves the purpose. It big Scaramanga, and it still somehow manages to fit the title in. The, yeah, the man with the and, golden gun. <laughs> and lyrics I flagged up as particularly notable are the couplet, he'll shoot anyone <laughs> with his golden gun. And that's like extended, like like strikes like Thunderball was. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll shoot anyone. The the, the theme song to this one is probably the, like, the most that they've whiffed it until the Brosnan years. I think it's a hell what of a mean, song. What do you mean? What do you mean whiffed it? <laughs> it's, it's not shit. good. It's <laughs> not it's good, so Abigail. What? What's wrong with you? I like it. What are you talking about? It's, it's, <laughs> the, it has the line: "He'll bang anyone with his golden gun," and it tells us the it the doesn't... other thing it tells us. About Francisco Scaramanga. He'll shoot anyone. Well, there's a bang yeah, in there too. He'll shoot anyone of his golden there's a gun. Bang in there too. It's a million Will he pounds. bang? We shall see. The, but also, it's one of the most fun ones to play on saxophone. Love is required. The, 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 Whenever there he's is, hired. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing that this theme song tells us about Francisco Scaramanga, international hitman, is that he fucks, but only before he kills someone for money. Mm-hmm. He needs the post nut clarity. That's that's professional exactly right. athletes that's do the same so thing, smart. as Bond points out. Yeah. yeah, you're doing the same thing that's to record Dad this does podcast. Before podcasting. Hey, that's right. <laughs> hey, let's go. Here we are, baby. No, I slam some monsters before recording. Nice. <laughs> I like the theme drink song. Of the show. I mm, whatever. So, but bo- bo- Bond Bond comes into M's office, and M is w- there with two boffins. Uh. And they tell him, they tell Bond, that someone has put out a contract on his life. MI6 has received a golden bullet with 007 engraved on it. Uh, and this is, this is a death threat to Bond from Scaramanga. And M does the usual sort of, what do you, what do you know about Scaramanga, 007? And Bond tells him, you know, an international assassin, killer for hire... Uh, you grew up in a circus. <laughs> Million dollars a contract. Million dollars a contract. Uh, trained by the KGB, but works freelance. Um, Nobody knows what he looks like. No- the only thing we know the about him physically. The only thing we know about him physically. But he does have one distinguishing feature, however. A superfluous papilla. A what? A mammary gland. A third nipple, sir. Sure. Okay. This is... This is one of an absolute classic line of scenes which just goes along the lines of M going, So, Bond, what's this guy's deal? They really And and Bond going, Ah yes, sir. Let me tell you this. They, they deal really in like detail. rely uh, on like they flattened Bernard Lee's character down to just his incredulity, which he does very well. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. oh, I hate this piece of shit who <laughs> works so mad. Me. There's there's genuinely a bit later where they find out that in you know I'm skipping ahead a bit, but that Bond wasn't Scaramanga's target, and M just fully says, "I almost wish that Scaramanga had a contract on you." Ah, you piece of <laughs> shit! You fucking <laughs> asshole! You dupe! You moron! I mean, at the end of end of the scene in question here, he 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 straight up is just like 007, This guy is gonna kill you. Best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Bond just, just like, like goes sad, to leave. Off. Yeah, he te- he tells him <laughs> to like, lie low, and Bond is like, "What? Until he kills me?" And the guys and and Emma's like, I, don't know, "I guess." It's like maybe. <laughs> Am I gonna get a protective custody? I don't nope. really have a horse in this race, 007. I don't care if you Buddy, die. Not only does this guy 
know what you look like. He has a perfect wax sculpture of you. You, are <laughs> yeah, fucked. he made that off of the Spectre thing that just th- perfectly three D prints masks of James 3D Bond. Prince Bond. There's also a funny bit where Bond asks, "Who would pay a million dollars to have me killed?" And and M has this hilarious bit where he says, "Jealous husbands." Outraged chefs, humiliated tailors, the list is endless. And I'm like, well, jealous husbands, yes, I understand, but chefs? You're a huge piece of shit to everyone around you, Bond. How? What was he doing to chefs? I have no fucking idea. Like, imagine he's going into like a five Michelin star. Five Michelin stars doesn't exist. Sorry, I couldn't buy five stars. You could get five Michelin stars. It'd be a really good restaurant. I don't think anyone has. No, I think I think three is the current maximum. But you can have five. Three, yeah, three. But yeah, he's he's going into a five Michelin star restaurant. He's being like, ah, this is reminiscent of a thirty-seven. He's just drunk off his ass and just like talking absolute nonsense to the waiters. Yeah, one of okay. Roger Moore's Bond has three important character traits. One is that he is a fucking sex pest, which is just a Bond character trait. Second is he has eyebrows, and three is he knows everything about everything and won't ever shut the fuck up about the things he knows. Autism Bond. He just like talks about things (laughs) all the time. Yeah, Roger. Actually, Roger Moore's Bond is is Asperger's coded, and that's why you don't like him. (laughs) <laughs> Shut up, the there's there's like a scene and again i'm skipping this is oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah. scaramanga showing bond around the fucking place and bond is just saying shit like hmm, this beam must reach oh, 3500 degrees yeah Fahrenheit. exactly and Fa- scaramanga is literally just saying shit like if you say yeah, so you, you, yeah. you know better than <laughs> i like, do i don't care dog uh, so, so, so up, he, bond. he oh, bond goes to money penny uh and, and is like okay well who else do we know that's been killed by francisco scaramanga uh, mm. 002, who was killed in a, yeah. who was killed in Beirut, sixty-nine. Don't know why I pulled that one. <laughs> but the reason they couldn't prove it was Scaramanga was because they never found the golden bullet that he was he was mm-hmm. killed with. And so Bond immediately goes to Beirut and sees it as a navel piercing on a belly yeah. dancer. She's she's wearing it. Mm-hmm. She's belly dancing. Well, it's established that that 002, um fucked. was this well, that he fucked, and that, that he was with this oh, woman yeah. when he was killed. Yeah. Um, he was in the back of a taxi when he was like shot with this golden bullet. Um, and, and Bond finds her. This is one of those things where it's like we said instantly. I need you to fucking imagine. Like the scene transition was M say, uh, sorry, Money Penny saying they never found the bullet, and then it just like fades to literally the bullet just in her in her yeah. woman's navel. Yeah. It's the easiest possible answer. He just solved it off screen. Yeah. Well, I will say that this film, one thing this film does certainly better than previous ones, especially Diamonds Are Forever, is I understand where Bond is going and yeah, why. It gets it going. It's like a logical progression of yeah. like, well, well, we need to find the bullet. Okay, we found the bullet. What does that mean? We need to find where the bullet was made. So we go there and then like, I understand yeah. what is this, happening in this film. This movie still isn't from a time where pacing has been invented, but it gets off the like standing start yeah. better than a Writing lot of Writing has, though. Ooh, Writing has yeah. been invented. Uh, so, so, so Bond, B- Bond tries to get the bullet off of this woman by just like complimenting her in a sex pest kind of way, and then taking it. And she's like, "No, that's my lucky charm. I need it." Yeah, he goes into her dressing room, and it's like, "Yeah." Oh. So then, his next move is to, I guess, attempt to covertly take it while feigning that he's going to eat her pussy. He like kneels down in front yeah. of her, and he like. It kind of takes it off with his mouth. 
Well, he's about to do it, but then Semi. goons attack. Goons. I'm like, hit goons attack for who? It's there not really no reason they are, for like, these goons. Just some it's guys. Just big but dudes. goons attack, and it, it jumps into his mouth, and he swallows yeah, it. Yeah, th three podcaster-looking dudes attack him. Uh, th they have they have a massive fight. Roger Moore is still a terrible fighter. It's just not in his repertoire at all. They're doing all sorts of like fast cuts to make it seem like he's moving quickly, and he's not. Um, guys are getting pushed into walls and stuff. Uh, but but Bond Bond escapes with like uh, sort of a bloodied mouth and having swallowed this this golden bullet. Uh, <laughs> he. This isn't shown, right? We're, we're, the next scene is we're back in in Q's lab analyzing this bullet, but it's very heavily implied that he has had to like either vomit or more likely shit this bullet out. Yeah, because he gets into a taxi and the taxi driver's like airport, and he says no to the nearest pharmacy, and it's like it's implied that Bond be shitting, yeah. and it's kind of a rare moment of indignity for he's, him. He's either because he also says you've no idea what that bullet's been through to get here, like implying <laughs> his guts. Like yeah, I, I I picked this bullet out of my shit, and that, like that that would have been uh, a a more like oh god edifying scene of Bond just picking through the shit for this bullet, you know? <laughs> oh god. Gillian McKeith has been hired. That's a niche pull. So, so, so Q looks at this bullet through a microscope and says some nonsense, right? But like the the, the upshot, <laughs> the upshot of this nonsense is it's it's all it's only ever going to be one way. There's only one place this bullet could have come from, uh, and we're a hundred percent certain of it. And the place that it could have come from is Macau, where there was there is a mm -hmm. jeweler called Lazar, who makes these kind of like imaginative gadgets. He's like a, a freelance Q. Um, mm -hmm. And so so Bond immediately just like, like I say, there's no Ed like transitions here at all. It's just scene, 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 scene. Yeah, he teleports to Macau. He teleports to Macau, um, uh, like goes up to a, a family eating rice and is like, does Lazar live here in English? And then they just look at him and he says, uh, does Lazar live here in like English but slower? And at, at this point, I I remembered that uh, Bond. Instant Japanese. You may need it. You forget I took a first in Oriental languages at Cambridge. Has well forgotten. Remembered. Has forgotten that shit immediately. Um, mm. You 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 get a little thing that I can only refer to as like. Bond theme, mysterious East edition, which yeah, is just like, like the Bond light motif played on a goose hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's terrible. <laughs> but that little exchange lends credence to my theory that Sean Connery and George Lazenby are meant to be the same man, but Roger Moore is supposed to be a different guy entirely. Mm. I believe this. So, Bond, uh, Lazar finds Bond and invites him into his workshop. It's very like jovial. He's like. It would be an honor He's to proud. an honor to make something for you. He shows off his sort of his his newest piece, which is uh, a rifle, a hunting rifle, made for a man who lost two fingers. Um, and it, it, Bond observes that it doesn't have a trigger, which Lazar points out is in the butt. Squeeze it. <laughs> Not. I'm so glad you brought that. Yeah, I, I figure it's going to be useful for the butt. Squeeze it. <laughs> In the butt. Squeeze it. A man comes. <laughs> uh, by the end of this, we're just going to have a full episode that we can just yeah. do via drops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the final episode will just be drops, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
so 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 oh, Bond fuck. Bond demands to know where these gold you know where Scaramanga is because he's made these golden bullets for him. Um, and Lazarus like I can't tell you because like I'm a craftsman and you know confidentiality is is, mm. is my thing. And Bond threatens to shoot him in the dick and he gives him up instantly. Um, mm. it's, that's Bond's pretty much it's his only move in this film is like uh, tell me what I need to know no well then I will threaten you with violence yeah and specifically the the kind of violence that he's threatening him with is he points this gun at his dick and like fires around out of it because he had previously observed that the it was hitting like an inch too low uh, and, and so he just shoots between this guy's legs cock and ball torture so he, he, he learns that the golden bullets are delivered to a casino where a, a, a woman picks them up. He follows that woman to Hong Kong. This is the greatest moment of Bond's life, is when a case requires him to tail a woman. Like, you can see he's almost got a spring in his step the second he realizes he's going to be able to do you sex. Know, you know what they shit. say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Mm. Bond gets to hang out in a casino stalking a woman. That's all he's ever wanted. Um, yeah, and he, he'd be doing it for free if, if MI6 didn't employ him. This is what he'd be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's sort of doing this off the books anyway. Basically. Yeah, yeah, fair point. So, so Bond arrives in Hong Kong, uh, whereupon he is immediately met by um, uh, Mary Goodnight, another British agent, and no <sighs> thoughts head empty. Is the the best mm. description I can think. Dumbest, dumbest female character in a Bond movie yeah. thus far, including like Doctor No, easily. Our girl in Hong Kong. Yeah. She- oh, to be clear, we're not we're not criticizing mm. her for being no, dumb. No, no. She was written by a man. Yeah, like, and this the, is way a way the way that she's the way that she is written is bimbo. There is nothing mm. going yeah. on up here. Um, and she and Bond are kind of established as like kind of old flame sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, similar to Money Penny. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Um, like a flirtation ship, and she like sort of pretends to be exasperated with him because of his awful personality and the terrible things that he does, but um, uh, actually quite likes it. Which is again, we just accidentally trained a generation of men to believe that every time a woman is exasperated with something you do, she secretly likes it. Um, mm-hmm. So she is useful though because she she sort of like interrupts Bond following uh, this woman, Andrea, in uh, a green Rolls Royce, and he gets quite frustrated. And she just offhandedly goes, "Oh, a green Rolls Royce? That's the courtesy car from the Peninsula Hotel," and takes him there. Um, rece- receives precisely no thanks for this. Um, mm-hmm. And then we get to the scene that's going to make Devon blow out the microphone by yelling. Uh, mm-hmm. And also the scene that when I was watching this through for the second time to go and pull the audio drops from it, uh, I got to this and it depressed me so badly I gave up and went back to bed. Um, mm. Bond breaks into this woman's hotel room Catches her in the shower at gunpoint. Um, yeah, sorry. I, let me issue an apology. This is the greatest moment of Bond's life, <laughs> is when the woman he's tailing <laughs> is inexplicably naked and he's alone with her. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Absolute danger. Uh, she, however, pulls a gun on him as she gets out of the shower. The correct response the co- the, the, to finding James Bond in your room is to point a fucking at gun point and fucking wait for the police to arrive. Yeah, a hundred percent. But uh, so she she walks him out and he just like he's doing non shit basically. He's going through her stuff even while he's at gunpoint. He finds these golden bullets which are concealed in a little cigarette case. 
uh, and she's like, "Give those back." And when, as he does, he kicks the gun out of her hand, throws her across the bed, and tries to break her arm until she tells him, "I don't even know what information he wants at this point." Mm. He's just tr- this is well. Hmm. Where is Scaramanga? This is the second movie in a row where a female character tells James Bond, "If I tell you this information, he will kill me." Mm-hmm. And Bond is like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to help you get out of this situation. He's like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to hurt you now unless you tell me. Yeah, which he does, like, quite a lot. He uh, Yeah, he does hurt he, he her. He damn near breaks her arm, and then he, like, slaps her several times. Quite viciously. Oh, yeah. And the whole time, he's sort of, like, uh, keeping up the kind of, like, Roger Moore smarminess levels. Which is mm. a tremendously unsettling combination, right? Because like he is getting off on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like this feels like it was written for for a Connery Bond, and a Connery Bond would mm. have been just absolutely uncomplicatedly sadistic here. Whereas mm. with the kind of like, and I'm doing air quotes here, charm that Roger Moore is supposed to be doing here, it really lends an air of menace to it that I don't think yeah. anybody intended it to have, but watched mm. now makes it very, very, very uncomfortable. I mean, I'm guessing yes. what Roger Moore was going for is he was like trying to keep the tone light and not go for that Connery sadism, but it backfires and just makes it yeah. seem like he's enjoying well, it. Well, Ro- Roger Moore claimed later on that he didn't want to shoot this scene, that he didn't like it, that he, he thought that Bond should have just charmed this information out of her. And I, I, you could say that that's like an attempt on his part to like sort of salvage a bit of reputation from this later on, but I, I, I tend to believe him just because it's so out of line with his sort of like the the way in which he's playing against type here and it's really weird and uncomfortable yeah i mean i mean there's like an essay to be written entirely about this oh, scene yeah. which is just that play for play bond enters a woman's room threatens her non-stop she pulls a gun on him and like orders him turn around stop looking at me like bring bring me that um that towel so i can you know cover myself up and he treats these threats with a level of seriousness approaching like a joke. Yeah. He genuinely, like, character wise, he straight up does not believe that she would hurt him. Um, and then he beats her, extorts her, m- even mocks the information she gives mm-hmm. him. Because she says at some point about the three nipples and he says some shit like, that's the least useful information you could possibly have given me, and then he hits her again yeah. afterwards. And, that, and that's, like, that's this the is, information that you gave your boss, dude. This is a masterclass in writing a character that feels nothing for women but absolute contempt. It's also a very strange scene because, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but later in the film it is revealed that Scaramanga did not send the threat to Bond. He doesn't really know all that much about Bond other than like he respects him as a, as a fellow murderer. Um, and it is, in fact, Miss Anders who has been luring Bond in specifically in order to kill Scaramanga so she can leave him. And it's very weird that she, in this scene, does not mention that. No. She's, not, she's just like, oh, thank God you're here, James Bond. I've been trying to contact you. For some reason, we don't learn that until later. You know what it is? So that we can get this torture scene this, in. It's so that we can get the torture scene in. And also because, hey, guess what? It's Tom Mankiewicz again, our, our, our great friend. Uh I, I feel like the philosophy here is you do one write of the script only. And once you've written it, you send that shit and you do not go back and look through for any inconsistencies whatsoever. 
Yeah, having earlier praised the uh, writing, I would now like to retract that opinion, uh, having recognized that this scene does not make sense. It, it, it do not make sense. However, <laughs> not even like, like a character. No, level. no. But Bo Bond uh, extracts by means of torture the fact that Scaramanga is going to be at a strip club in Kowloon called the Bottoms Up Club, um, mm. and and Bond tries to like lure him there by using this woman to like deliver the bullets. Um, he also, this, this for the first time in this movie, but not the last, gets immediately and instantly outplayed by Scaramanga, who is just like outside the club waiting. Bond goes in, and we get a big tense scene as you think he's about to to shoot Bond. He just shoots another guy next to Bond, who was his target. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and the guy who he shoots is a scientist called Gibson, right? Um, and Gibson has been working on a MacGuffin called the Solex Agitator. Because this was made during the energy crisis. And in fact, there's mm -hmm. a couple of great lines in there. M fully just says, Coal and oil will soon be depleted. Just, it, fucking yeah. I wish. The, uh, yeah. the, the, only, the only future uh, is, is in, in solar energy. And this guy had a little device that was going to make that work. Um, yeah, it's like super efficient solar energy. This was also mentioned in the opening scene with M. It mm. was it was said that Bond was working on trying to find this guy Gibson who's gone missing, um, and he's like, oh, that got interrupted by Scaramanga, uh, and lo and behold, the guy that Scaramanga kills um, with a perfect headshot from on top of a roof with a pistol, by the way, mm. um, turns out to be Gibson. Yeah, coincidentally, um, it all leads to the same place because again, this movie yeah. is not well written. Yeah. Knickknack is also there. We see him doing something next to the corpse, but then Bond is arrested because, mm -hmm. of course, as soon as the gunshot goes off, Bond pulls his gun out, and the police arrive, and they're like, "You're under arrest." Yeah, but B Bond is <laughs> you're, you're nicked, mate. B Bond is arrested by by, by the again, still then at this point, Royal Hong Kong Police. Um, Sadly, it is not uh, Agent oh, Fung Sing Ling. Chinese. Sadly, it's, uh, it's not Agent Fung Sing Ling from, yeah. uh, the man from Hong Kong. That would have been an astonishing crossover had he arrived and just beaten the shit out of James Bond. <laughs> yeah, because he wouldn't have arrested him. Oh. Fung Sing Ling would have shown up and put him, him through a storefront. <laughs> this double O section's got a small population and he's getting through him fast. <laughs> <laughs> so they put him on a boat. He gets arrested. Yeah, they put him on a boat, yeah. and they they're like, "We're going to take you across to Kowloon." And and Bond quite recently was just like, "I was just on Kowloon," and they say, "We're, we're mm -hmm. going to take you to the new territories." It's like, "Well, Kowloon's in the new territories," and mm -hmm. as they do, they go past the wreckage of the Queen Elizabeth, um, which sank in Hong Kong Harbor a few years before this movie was made. Um, it was like. It, it, a fire broke out after it had left service as Queen Elizabeth. Um, it was sort of like an insurance scam arson deal. And it just rolled over in Hong Kong Harbor and just sat there rusting because it was too big to move. Welcome back to Well, There's Your Problem, That's a podcast right. about engineering that, disasters with slides. Um, so cut in with this scene is a little scene that I, I want to mention hmm. in which there's no dialogue, which is Scaramanga and Knickknack getting back from his mission. He goes back. He's got a little junk, like a like a a boat oh, yeah. in Hong Kong in in the Hong Kong Harbor, uh, or yeah, Hong Kong Harbor. And he gets back, and his beautiful naked girlfriend Miss Anders is waiting for him in the bed. And Christopher Lee's acting in this is so good. He has no lines, 
but his physical acting, like the way that he walks back onto the boat after he's completed a mission, like with his chin in the air, when he gets back and his girlfriend is there and like she has the blankets up around her neck and he like takes out the golden gun and like moves the blankets down with the barrel of the gun. He's so, so good. Like even just shots where you just see his hands, mm. his physical acting is so good in this film. Um, and this is going to come back later. Yeah, on. Y- you see why Christopher Lee was so good at doing uh, like Hammer horror movies, right? It's he's got a great sort of physical presence, and even though it's turned to sort of a slightly different end here, it's very, very effective. Um, but yeah, so so Bond uh, takes his chance as the boat goes past to jump from the police boat onto the wreck of the the Queen Elizabeth. Well. <laughs> he he does such a thing with with a level of urgency approaching like mild peril. Yeah. He th- he he's under two armed guards and he throws a life ring at one and then just sort of steps off the boat a little faster than normal. <laughs> like it's not like he's trying to escape. He's just like, well, here's my stop. <laughs> he moves like a man doing a night shoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he fucking does. <laughs> Which he is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, uh, the second that he steps onto to the boat, uh, uh, a tannoy comes on, and uh, it's like, Ah, welcome aboard, Commander Bond. <laughs> because uh, they were fucking taking him here anyway. It, it's mm-hmm. like a bit of subterfuge, and you didn't have to throw a life ring at a guy and then kick him into the harbour or whatever. Well, at least he didn't mm-hmm. just kill him. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the wreck of the Queen Elizabeth is MI6's Hong Kong headquarters. And it's quite imaginative what they've done with the place. Like the whole thing is like canted over to one side, but then the rooms have been like sort of rebuilt at the correct angle. Um, I guess they also got rid of the submarine from the three movies ago. There's there's, there's one submarine. Is there anything in Hong Kong Harbor that isn't MI6 headquarters? No. Uh, No. (laughs) Thanks for coming. (laughs) It genuinely is just like Hong Kong, Macau. Mm-hmm. Shenzhen, Zuhai, all of these are just like equidistant to yeah. this one yeah. boat. So it is mm-hmm. quite smart, actually. Yeah. I'm almost going to give we, them credit for this. We one. then see, like, uh, that the cop who arrested Bond and, like, put him on this boat to take him there anyway, Lieutenant Hip, is also a British Secret Service agent. Mm-hmm. The, the, Bond, just fucking wait a second and you wouldn't have had to have done all of that shit. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, also. Also, we should probably flag about the 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 ship. It since it's tipped over, the entire internals are at like a forty five degree angle, mm. and they've just refloored it. It's genuinely a very imaginative yeah, set it's cool. because they're walking through doors that are like at a forty five degree angle. It's it's very yeah, very good, fantastic. Uh, so M berates both uh, Lieutenant Hip and and Bond. This is where he drops the I ah, wish you'd been strangled as a child, Bond line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the fact that Gibson is dead, they're like, well, at least we got the Solex, right? And Lieutenant Hip is like, he showed it to me in the bar, and then after he died, he it wasn't there. Like, it's gone. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck, you've completely screwed the pooch, both of you, you fucking tools. <laughs> and we see it being stolen as well. Nick Knack walks over to the corpse and just, like, fiddles with it for a bit, and, and yeah. Hip's like, oh, you... Leave that corpse mm-hmm. alone, and Knickknack just leaves, and he doesn't feel the need to flag we've, that up we've, at all. We've seen Knickknack since since the first scene, right? Yes. And Knickknack is is Scaramanga's butler, valet, manservant, and he's played by Hervé Villachaise, right? 
who mm. is a. We have to get into some terminology here because we're going to say the word. This gonna, is what this is the podcast where we say the yeah, word. We say the fucking word. We're going to say the word. Um, because Hervé Villachez insisted all his life, but especially on this movie, that the way in which you describe him was midget. Right? Mm-hmm. He was like three feet eleven inches tall. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think now you would say little person. Not sure. Yeah, I, I think this is this is a word. The, certainly, I, I have had little little people as friends who have said, "Hey, like that's not a cool word. You shouldn't call us that. Like little people is the word." Mm. But um, Hervé Villachez, that's he insisted on being called that. Um, so yeah, and so he's he. So we're saying we're, the word, baby. We, we, we are saying the word. We got the pass. Yeah, and we got the M pass, it, it, baby. If you, if you think that this movie is going to miss an opportunity to, uh, like, make fun of Hervé Villachez for his height, then uh, you've not been paying attention to the previous episodes of this podcast. Mm. He, he does listen a, to him again. He does a good job uh, as Nick Mack. He's, he's good. Yeah, he's, like, apparently, really put um, Yeah, apparently filming this film was... Uh, the highlight of his life, unfortunately. He had quite a sad life. Yeah, he, um, he was living out he, of his car in Los Angeles when they cast him for this. And there is, a, yeah. there is a story that the reason that they cast him for this is because he went to his agent's office with a knife and made them do it. Um, yeah. There is one thing that I think is very telling, which is uh, that Hervé Villachez and Christopher Lee remained close friends <laughs> for the rest of Villachez's life. Not so him and Roger Moore could not find anything about their friendship. Which, that, that, yeah. that tells me kind of a lot that I need to know about Christopher Lee, but also about Roger Moore, you know? Yeah, and sadly that wasn't very long. Sadly, um, no. Herve killed himself at the age of 50 because of chronic health problems. But um, yeah, he did do a good job in this, in this film and was apparently quite a complicated person and, and became somewhat difficult to work with later in life. But, mm. um, anyway, he does a very good job in this as Nick Nack. Yeah. So he, he, he has stolen the, the Solex agitator out of mm. Gibson's pocket as, uh, as he has been killed. Uh, and so, so Bond is, is like, uh, where Bond is like, well, maybe I, I have an idea about how to do this. And M is just still like, I'm going to go back in time and have you shaken as a baby, 007. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've flagged this up. Bond literally just says the line, he like goes to walk away and then turns around and goes, a thought occurs to me, sir. Mm. Which is just like, uh, Bond's about to pull the entire second half of this movie out of his ass right now. Yes. All right, well, we've go. established that Gibson was working with um, a Chinese multimillionaire called High Fat. Yes. Um, who's like a big energy, he's a big energy guy. Um, yeah. So we've, we've heard of him. Um, and then Bond says, well... Somebody must have paid a million dollars to have Gibson killed, and like, who's the nearest millionaire? Yeah, we're we're so we're, we're in Asia. We're in Asia. Where else is in Asia? Bangkok. Uh, well, it's kind of like in Asia. it's kind of like Kui Bono. Like, who, who benefits from Gibson being killed? Well, presumably yeah. the guy who knew all about his research and could afford a million dollars. So, so, so they hmm. said, well, we need to investigate high fat, and in order to do this, Bond poses as Scaramanga. Thinking that he's probably never met. Yeah, no, nobody knows what Scaramanga looks like. The only thing that they know about him is the third nipple thing. And so Bond's mm. plan is he's quite he's weirdly coy about it, right? Because he goes to Q and he like writes on Q's notepad and he's like, I'm gonna need one of these. And Q is like a really 007. Uh he won't be allowed in the Pride Parade with this 007. Oh, I admit it's a little kinky. Oh, I admit it's a little kinky. 
It's 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 very good in the Bond literally just hands Q a note that just says need that triple nipple. nipple. Yeah, need need the trip nip. Uh Yo, <laughs> Q, can you fucking hook me up with a triple nipple? And Q's like Seven or seven. Children might be walking past the compound and might not consent to see us. Seven oh, seven. Honestly, there are spaces where this is appropriate. <laughs> Save it for the after party, double yeah. So, so, so Bond and Hip go to. I will die on this hill. Yeah. <laughs> Stop that. Bond, Bond and Hip Stop go to yeah, go will. to Bangkok. Perish, then. Go to Bangkok, which is again like next door to Macau and also Hong Kong. Um, mm-hmm. And people always say shit like i'm gonna die on this hill but they never have the common decency to actually die uh, except in wars a lot of people dying on hills and those anyway uh, beep the last two words of that sentence thank you <laughs> bond <laughs> moving on but bond just hops the fence into high fats compound which is a very nice uh, ornamental garden that's actually in hong kong um he sees a naked woman in the swimming pool and she's like come on in the water's fine and as he's doing his usual sort of nonce act of, oh, you, you are Miss. And she says her name is Chew Me, right? And she is not in any subsequent scene. She is just there as a prop. Voiced, voiced by the same woman who voices like every miscellaneous hot girl in Bond movies. Uh, really? Oh me. no! <laughs> yep. Chew Me. This is the this is the bit that Austin Powers was playing off with. Fuck me and fuck you. Yes. Chew Me. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> so so Bond is like, oh, well, I shall have to take my shirt off. You know, he takes takes off the top of one of the fucking, the, one of the fucked safari suits that Roger Moore insists on wearing in every movie he does, uh, along with the cigars. That's like his Bond thing. Is I'm going to wear a fucking safari suit. Um, mm. he, so he takes off the top of his safari suit, and as he does so, he is detected by high fats goons. Like hold- okay, I'll be honest. I have I have some sympathy for this because at any social gathering, I also take the first possible opportunity <laughs> to get my shirt off. Yeah, high fat goons <laughs> hold him a gunpoint, but then high fat, who is like gonna be like, "Who are you?" sees the third nipple and is immediately like, "Ah, Mister Scaramanga, I thought we were we were never supposed to meet." Um, mm. it, it, what he says to him afterwards is very funny. I always thought your abnormality was a myth. There are cults where it is considered a sign of invulnerability and great sexual prowess. I've learned to live with it. This is it's a horny movie. Weird. It's a, it's a weird yeah, horny weird. movie. There's too much. There's too much horny around here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Bond posing as Scaramanga uh, asks High Fat to put out a hit on Bond. Yeah, he's he he hypes himself up a little bit. He's like Bond, James Bond. He's the best, even mm-hmm. even on my level. Uh, he knows too mm. much. You got to kill him. Um, got a huge dick. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like uh, 007, Secret Service, license to kill James Bond. He's got a meaty cock <laughs> and an ass that don't quit. You're gonna have to kill him. My, my favorite detail here is that he goes immediately between very few people don't know who James Bond is to British Secret Service, which yeah, right, mm. fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so uh, hi- I've actually got a mannequin of him in my house <laughs> for some reason. Hi- hi- for normal yeah. hi- hi- reasons. High fat, high fat <laughs> says like, "All right, fine. Come back for dinner later, and I'll think about it." And 
as Bond is leaving, we see that he has once again been effortlessly outplayed by Scaramanga, who has been watching him through binoculars the whole time, and also owns a much nicer safari suit. Like, it really makes mm -hmm. Bond's safari suit Scaramanga's look like a piece of shit. Scaramanga is just fucking... Scaramanga is fucking grinning as he lowers the binoculars. It's so good. He's like, oh, I love this fucking idiot. Yeah, he's like, I got the... I fucking got his ass. I am gonna fucking kill this guy later, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, Scaramanga, Scaramanga, the thing that Christopher Lee really plays up about him is he loves killing. He loves it. Mm -hmm. uh, and like he he sort of he kind of really comes by that honestly you know it's like mm. uh, I mean we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, and High Fat goes up to Scaramanga and he's like this fucking dipshit and Scaramanga's like I know. <laughs> Scaramanga has not worked a day in his life. By God, he loves his yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so so who? I mean, we can all attend. Like we can all aspire to live like this man. Yeah. He loves his job. He lives on a private island with his heterosexual life partner. Right. Just doing. I'm a bits smoking hot woman. He swims in the sea. He's got a Joker shit fun house. He's having a great time. He, uh, yeah, he loves it. So I, I have the next twenty minutes of this movie blocked out in my notes as, "Hey, you heard of kung fu movies?" <laughs> because yeah. yeah, there's a long section. Oh there. boy, have we heard of kung the, fu? The, movies? The, the makers of this movie, like this, is the thing, right? Especially in the Roger Moore years. The Bond movies are so directionless that it's just fully bandwagon. Live and Let Die. Mm -hmm. What's popular at the moment? Black exploitation movies. So we'll mm -hmm. do a black exploitation movie with James Bond. Uh, this. What's popular right now? Kung Fu movies. We'll do a Kung Fu movie. They're still doing this now. They're still like Spectre is just the Avengers, but Bond. Yeah. Mo Special Agent Fong Singling. Moonraker. What's popular right now? Oh. Star Wars. We'll do a Star Wars Bond. So. Uh, Bond Bond goes to dinner, escorted by uh, Lieutenant Hip and his two nieces, his two like school age nieces. His, his two nieces, who by the way are speaking entirely disparate languages to each yeah, they're other, speaking Thai, really? they're speaking Thai and Cantonese, or rather, one of them is speaking. Yeah, one of them is speaking Thai. Like... One of them is speaking Cantonese, uh, and they're holding a conversation. <laughs> yeah, listen, the, cool. the, the East is one <laughs> place, so right? Uh, we are also in... High Fats Garden has sumos in it. Yes, we're in Thailand. Yeah, uh, well, uh, like yeah, as, as soon as Bond goes in to like Asia Land, the theme park. The fucking sumo wrestlers grab him, and Nick Knack, who is like dressed as I don't even know what he's dressed as a lawn ornament. The devil. Yeah, uh, but also a gnome. Like gets him at the at the yeah. point of a pitchfork, and High Fat does the classic Bond villain move. No, don't kill him here. Put him in an easily escapable situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't yeah. just kill him now that you've got him knocked out and I'm literally standing I there with a pitchfork. I don't want you to Instead... get blood in my garden. I live here. And I I also don't want you to like put him in the back of a car, take him two streets over and shoot him. I want you to take Mr. Bond to school. <laughs> yeah, they, they, sent him him, they sent him to a school. martial arts school. Now, the high fat owns, and I have written why in brackets. Yeah, it's, it's I. Yeah, I, I believe the script. And Bond's getting like attended as well while yeah, he's yeah, there. Yeah. Like they're not even just like not killing him; they're actively yeah. giving him a the, lovely the, the, time. The script actually refers to this as a karate arena. Just okay. that's not a thing, d and they're not do doing do that. Doing, so, doing so some Bond, karate in Thailand. Bond wakes up 
being massaged by all these ladies. Mm. He wakes up, he's been put in a gi in this karate arena. Yeah. He watches two martial <laughs> arts students sword fight to the death. Again, I have written why in brackets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he is invited to fight the school's tough guy. And yeah, the cheats. school's mini boss. As as they're yeah. bowing to each other, uh, Bond like just hits him instead. Um, yeah, so we we surmise that the plan is uh, that Bond will will have an will have an accident while he's at this school and will be kind of karate arenaed to death, and that'll be how they get rid of it. Again, the other thing here is that Roger Moore cannot fight. Like Sean Connery, no. Sean Connery had a, a light attack, a heavy attack, and a grapple. George Lazenby, as we saw in Man from Hong Kong, fucking could roundhouse kick a guy. Yeah. He could. Uh, but Roger Moore does not. And I want you to imagine... He's doing a dialogue-only build. What we, were, what we were robbed of here was Lazenby staying on as Bond, because with Lazenby in it, this scene, while stupid, could still have been fun to watch, because we would have seen him kick mm. a man in the face, right? Yeah. But instead, you have to go to zero budget, uh, like Hong Kong movies for that. In- instead, what we get is like yeah, Roger Moore kind of like slaps a guy a couple of times and then escapes by jumping through a window. Yeah, yeah he does a share so- zone and just he just leaves. <laughs> he just runs sucks, away. Hit the bricks. You you can just so- leave. <laughs> so Roger Moore Bond cheats. He just kicks that that guy in the head who's called like Tash or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, and like it cuts to the old man in charge of the school who's watching and he does everything except actively say dishonorable conduct <laughs> yeah and then he just like gestures to a guy next to him who is the only one there wearing a black gi whose name is and i'm looking this up his name is chula and chula is the cockiest bastard on planet yeah, Earth. He, 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 he is james bond like, bracket time floor yeah. with, with roger moore until roger like distracts him and Leaves. Yeah, he leaves. He uses yeah. Fight item run, and he picks run. Um, <laughs> really? And so the the entire the entire karate arena school chases after Bond. Um, Bond, of course, then conveniently runs into Lieutenant Hip and his two nieces. Um, and b- because they they know karate, because they're Asian. Of course, all Asian people know all Asian martial people arts. Know martial arts. That <sighs> it's it's really like a wow, Bond. I can't believe you've you've underestimated these two schoolgirls. You fucking sexist sort of yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I, this is maybe the one thing he's done here that is somewhat understandable. Is not assuming these women would know. Perfect. Kung yeah, they're, Fu. they're wearing mm. school uniforms, right? So, like, as as yeah. as as the various like dudes uh, like square up, he like gets in front of them and he like pushes them back, and they just move in front of him and effortlessly destroy these guys. Um, yeah, if you if you like watching schoolgirls do kung fu, mm. then and this everybody in you. Britain at this point did because uh, nonce country. Uh, anyway, mm. and more. Moore wasn't literally. Moore didn't do anything in no, that scene he's either. Didn't like do he thing. literally just—it's it, just shots of him looking from side to side, intercut with like everyone else. Literally, everyone was kung fu fighting, mm. and just more looking from side to side. Apart from apart from Cholo, who just isn't. Yeah. So 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 looking. they like es- escape into uh, the Klongs, the canals of Bangkok. There's a boat. There's another <laughs> boat they- chase. <laughs> 
I'm gonna continue to interrupt you. As <laughs> as they leave, they play this fucking classic trumpet sting to let you know that some Bond shit has just yeah, happened. Nah, nah. Like just to like yeah. close the scene out. They're like, wasn't that Bondy? And then like hip and the girls drive away and they leave him behind. Yeah. And so he fucked up our rescue Yeah, like why did they Why did they do that? I I completely forgotten that they did that, but yeah, they just leave his ass behind. And we also I don't I don't think we see them again. No, this is just sort of drive away. They're just like, oh fuck this guy. Sick of this James Bond shit. We get a spinning silver inspector hit. Says that he doesn't know kung fu, and then they're like, "Oh, fucking let him die then, and just yeah, go and perish." Bond, Bond gets on a boat instead. Yeah, he he he, get, he gets in a boat, oh. and we we get the oh, usual God. fucking two in a row comedic boat chase. That's not a genre that and, needed to exist. The comedic boat chase. And mm. baby, you you think that's the only thing they're bringing back from the last fucking oh, movie? Buddy. They heard the audience crying out. They heard us saying, who do we want? We want Louisiana racism, man. We Louisiana State Police. He's back, baby. We need him back. He's back. <laughs> he's just here. He's it's in our the favorite recurring character. He is on he's holiday doing with his annoying wife. He, he is here. He is he's... on vacation. He is being racist to everyone around him, and he will not stop. Uh, he's in the Far East. He is doing nothing but denigrating their culture and calling them like shit, like triangle heads. Yeah, he calls I don't them even understand the slurs he, that he's he using. Calls them, he calls them pointy hats, right? Because of the like conical uh, bamboo hat, right? Which is notably, and I did some research into this, not a thing in Thailand. Uh, the, 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 the tie, <laughs> well, the tie. I imagine he wouldn't. Yeah, know. I know. But like, people are wearing them, and like, there's a stall of them. The, the, the tie equivalent is called a oh, nong, right. and it's like not even pointy. It looks like a big straw top hat. Kind of cool. Anyway, uh, oh, that goes hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Bond, Bond is like being chased in in a boat, and a a a small child who is trying to hawk, uh, like wooden elephants to tourists. Hops on board and is trying to like hard sell Bond on buying this little elephant. Um, and he's like, uh, you know, a hundred baht, eighty baht, sixty baht. And Bond, uh, Bond's engine is dying in the boat, and he goes twenty thousand baht if you fix this thing for me. Which the kid does. Like Bond has not turned mm-hmm. on the fuel intake valve. Uh, so, yeah. so the kid flicks a switch, and uh, the the boat starts again. And Bond goes, I'll have to owe you, and pushes the kid into the fucking canal. Yeah, James Bond pushes a child into a river. This is also, this is apparently the other scene that Roger Moore did not want to do. Bond shit accomplished. Child abuse. Child drowned. I mean, it, it is kid's established alive. that this kid survives and like is a good swimmer because he like yells at Bond and calls him a bloody tourist. Yeah. But, like, James Still, Bond though. pushes a child into a river. Yeah, James Bond owes that leave. kid twenty thousand baht. Um, but the but, hero of the film mm-hmm. pushes a child into a canal <laughs> by the face. This movie is he just so fucking racist, man. Uh, yeah, I speechless. So 
Scar- we, we cut back to Bond escapes and we cut back to Scaramanga and High Fat just a, a chatting, shooting the breeze, doing evil shit. And uh, Scaramanga is told, okay, well, well, Bond has escaped and you're no use to me anymore. And unlike every henchman Blofeld's ever had, he, when he receives the like, uh, you are nothing to me. You're a dumb piece of shit. I'm gonna have you thrown into the piranha. <laughs> He's like checking thing. the chair to make sure it's not yeah, like yeah, electrified. Yeah. He turns it around on high fat. He, he we see him like fucking with stuff on 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 high fat's table. He's got like a cigarette lighter and a cigarette case and a fountain pen. Uh, and he is set up, they're all gold plated. And as High Fat is giving him the like, I have no more need of your services speech, he's just assembling one of those to another until he has the golden gun, the golden pistol. And he just like, mm. uh, just shoots High Fat dead with it. Mm. I gotta be honest with you, man. I feel like having a golden pen, a golden cigarette case, a golden lighter, and a golden cufflink on you is not any less conspicuous <laughs> than just having a gun. Yeah, plus you've got to have There's the bullet somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like a five-minute procedure to make this gun. <laughs> but yeah, but they do it, show nobody you knows it, what he looks sick. like, at least. I don't know. They they show you him assembling the gun, and it ticks the exact point in my brain that, like, as a child, used to play with Transformers oh, toys. Cool. Like, I was like, cool. yeah, 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 Megazord. It's it, like let's the, go. the the obvious toy for this movie, right? Is the golden gun, um, and the toy that they made is uh, like a, a plastic Walther P thirty eight cap gun spray painted yellow. So if you want to, like, Aww. yeah, I know, right. Uh, well, the original Golden Gun, the actual prop, has been stolen. No one knows where it is. Yeah, worth eighty thousand quid, and it disappeared from uh, from yeah. the studios. Yeah, S- stolen from the warehouse. Uh, so, um, but Scaramanga mm. also takes the Solex. He takes the Solex, and as High Fat's goons like storm in, he just th- they see their boss dead, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm the boss now. I'm pretty sure this is how it works. Uh, mm-hmm. y- your boss has just resigned." He's familiar with the the Spectre. Strategy of just killing the guy ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dead man's dead man shoes. And so, uh, dead man shoes. He, he like points to a, a mausoleum that High Fat had previously bragged about, and he's like, he was always fond of that. Put him in it. And it's like, mm-hmm. fuck, Christopher Lee's such a good actor. He's so good. So fucking good, Christopher Lee. Uh, you get some more bullshit. We have Bond yeah. dining with Goodnight, which is like a, a, a scene. Whose only memorable thing is that, like, first of all, that Mary Goodnight is no thoughts head empty. Second of all, that wouldn't it be funny if there were an Asian champagne called Foo Yuck? Mm-hmm. They, they they get a lot out of that joke. Yeah. Um, well, it's, oh, it's God, quite fun that, that Bond, Bond hits on Goodnight and he's like, well, we don't really have anything to do tonight. And she shoots him down. Hmm? She's like, I'm, I'm not. I'm yeah, she's, I, I think really the she, she doesn't want to be one of his, like, passing fancies. However, mm-hmm. remember what I said. He also uses a slur. He uses the O slur, which is one of those weird ones that is what? completely unacceptable. And he uses he uses a word beginning with O I, I, to describe. I'm not the even going to get you to. Te- oh, okay, fine, okay. It's it's because it, it's fine. completely unacceptable to say that in America, but in the UK, it's written on like supermarket aisles. Yeah. So like, it's one of those yeah. weird ones. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so, he, so he like, just but, drops that. Remember what, remember what I said about uh, this movie training an entire generation of men that when a woman says no, she means maybe, or, like, yes, but later. Mm-hmm. Well, she says no, and then she shows up at his hotel room like, yeah, I changed my mind, I want to fuck now. Um, at, at this exact moment in the movie, I took two paracetamol tablets. Although, I was on a train platform uh, in the middle of the night, so the only liquid I had was Coca-Cola from a vending machine. Oh. 
just to get a summary of where I was emotionally and mentally watching this fucking scene. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're fucking. Bond is, Bond is putting the nonce moves on Mary Goodnight. And then Scaramanga's girlfriend, Andrea, knocks on the door. And Bond immediately is like, well, up, tra trading up to a new model. Uh, he throws a bunch of blankets and pillows over uh, Goodnight and then locks her in a closet to, like, presumably. Mm -hmm. It's established the period of time that she's in there is two hours. So to spend two hours mm. listening to me fuck this woman, uh, who is yeah. not you. But uh, yeah, Miss Anders appears. Uh, my notes say amazing dress, clocky jawline. <laughs> um, she does have an incredible jawline. Um, but she she reveals at this point that she is the one who sent the golden bullet. She wants Bond to kill Scaramanga. Mm -hmm. um, so she says she she says to James Bond. Like I, I am sort of involved with the world's most dangerous assassin. I don't love him. He doesn't love me. I he just fucks me so he can get the person at clarity to kill people. Mm -hmm. She says I want to leave him, but obviously I can't just leave him because he's like a he's a he's a murderer. So I need you to kill him. You're the only one who can do this. Um, and she says I will have sex with you if you do this. Yeah. And I feel like the nice thing to say would have been you don't have to do that. You are clearly in a dangerous situation. But Bond is just like. Yeah, all right. Oh, no. Bond's like, yeah, okay. If you fuck, yeah, until she says that, until she says that, Bond is just like displaying absolute contempt. He's just like, why don't you just leave him? And yeah. like her previously stated objection is, he will murder me instantly. It's also not even good spy shit because Bond says, okay, if you have sex with me and also bring me the Solex. Mm -hmm. Then I will help you. He doesn't say, okay, we will take you into protective custody in exchange. Tell us where Scaramanga is and we will go and arrest him now. No. Like, which would have been the sensible thing to do. No. But instead he's like, no, no, no. Go go back into the danger. Go back into the lion's den after you suck this dick. Well, that, that, that well, at least like, is realistic you, you... espionage. But... Mm. Yeah, that's true. He's like, no, no, no. Listen, you are a woman. Mm -hmm. Your <laughs> life is meaningless to me apart from making this dick come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not do that, and then go straight back into a danger zone and get me what I want. That's right. And then maybe we'll see what happens next. He doesn't mm -hmm. even confirm that they would even help her past That's that right. point. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which she tries she, to do. She does. She does. They arrange a meeting at uh, a sort of a, a, a mai tai fight. Uh, we see. But first, mm. first. Oh yeah, no. First, oh. first we get a genuinely incredible scene, which I think is one of the saving bits of the film which is that Miss Anders goes back to Scaramanga's junk, mm -hmm. um, which is the name of the boat. Um, Not. And <laughs> she takes the Solex. She takes the Solex out of the safe. Um, there's only four lines in the whole scene where Scaramanga is like half asleep in bed, but his acting in this is so, so good. Like he does the scene literally with his eyes closed, but it's even little things like he's sleeping in the middle of the bed. He doesn't leave room for his girlfriend to get in. He sleeps in the middle. Like, he does not give a shit about her. The way that he so coldly says, what are you doing? Where have you been? Like, he's so good. She opens the safe and he asks her what she's doing. And she says, I'm putting, I'm putting my jewelry in. Uh, mm. and, and, and we see that she, you know, she has jewelry in there too. So it's not like mm -hmm. a ridiculous lie. And he like seems to satisfy her that he is not suspicious, but also we know that he is. Which is why it's so deftly acted. Yeah, with like four lines. It's honestly, it's a masterclass. Go you watch genuinely it. get like 
an amount of whiplash going from scenes where the main character in the scene is Roger mm-hmm. Moore, James Bond, to going to like where the main character is fucking Christopher Lee, fucking Scaramanga, yeah. Christopher, Christopher Lee, Scaramanga, uh, and it, like it's yeah. beautiful. Oh, he's so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they use it's, it's not just about having a, like an interesting villain with a gimmick, like he cries blood or he's got a scar or whatever. It's they use the villain in an interesting way and they show us a little bit of his life. And they kind of let us in and show us why he is to be feared. And it's mm. so good. Mm. He's it's almost a deuteragonist. Yeah. In that he's he's the, the first villain in the, one of these movies that genuinely doesn't like actually want to kill James Bond from the offset. No. But Bond like, is like he's drawn just towards like forced yeah, yeah. into it. So so they he's just vibing. Yeah. So so Andrea uh, agrees to meet Bond at a kickboxing uh like fight, right? Uh, he he sits down next to her and she's she's very still, right? And uh, he is like, "Oh, did you did you bring the Solex agitator?" And she's still completely still and silent. And he looks over and he sees that she has been shot dead, wearing white, which is like totally untarnished. There is like one mm-hmm. small bullet hole. She is perfectly upright. She doesn't even really look shocked. She's just dead in her seat. Straight through the heart. And Scaramanga sits down You're next to Bond. Nick Knack is behind him. He's got a little derringer on him. Uh, and this is the first time that Bond has ever actually met Scaramanga. So he doesn't know that it's him when he sits mm-hmm. down next to him. Mm-hmm. And he does the line. Scaramanga does his own line back to Bond because he says, My name is Scaramanga. Francisco Scaramanga. <laughs> like he does the Bond, <laughs> James Bond thing. Yeah. And Bond, Bond, like, shits his fucking pants. It is incredibly, incredibly well done. And we we mm. see, we get a little bit, we get let into a bit more of Scaramanga here because uh, Bond is, like, looking for the Solex Agitator, uh, which is gone, right? And, and Scaramanga is like, uh, I wouldn't bother, I looked first, and it was also missing. Mm. Um, and he says, of having killed... Uh, Andrea, that he is grateful to her for having, uh, like, for having been responsible for him meeting James Bond, and that it's an honor, and that it was a difficult shot, but most gratifying. He's a yeah. he's a guns guy, and he says this. Uh, uh, Bond just says some like bullshit throwaway line, like, "I suppose we all we all have to get our jollies somewhere," and he just says, "Yes, my, mine are guns, and they always have been." Um, mm. And yeah, it gives him his origin story. Yeah, his, his origin story is is silly, and yet Christopher Lee carries it off. Uh, and the origin story mm. is he grew up in as as we as we know the circus, um, and uh, his his where his only friend was an African bull elephant, um, mm. <laughs> who, uh, having been mistreated, goes berserk, uh, and. Uh, like the ringmaster, I guess, kills this elephant in front of him. He shoots, he shoots this elephant in front of Scaramanga, and so Scaramanga just shoots him dead uh, mm. in retribution. Um, he recounts the moment that he shot the ringmaster with this big grin on his face. It's, like, it's terrifying. And I also want to highlight that there is no music in this scene. No, it's just the ambient noise, and it's just the tension. And Christopher Lee hardly ever makes eye contact with Roger Moore. He really only does it at like one or two moments. Um, one is where he says, um, you see, Mr. Bond, I always liked animals. And then he turns to look at him and says, but then I discovered I liked killing people even more. Mm. And then at the end of the scene where, where he says, he finally turns to look at Roger Moore in the eye and says, 
please don't try to follow me. And they get this up and goes, it's so, so fucking good. Like, yeah. watch this scene on YouTube he's if you can. So, because Christopher Lee yeah. just fucking bosses it. He's so languid. Like, he, he moves so little. There's an economy in it that I mm. really appreciate. There's something to be said truly for how, how good an actor Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee is that he can make a man's origin story being my best mate was an elephant <laughs> and I went on a revenge killing spree after he died into like quite a genuinely Listen, compelling I mean, moment. He did. Also knickknacks eating peanuts yeah. behind him. And we should discuss oh. that while this is going on, they are actually doing spy shit. Mm -hmm. They've identified that the Solex agitator Baby, that shit's just on the yeah, floor. Yeah, she just dropped yeah. it when she was shot. Like, but Bond, so Bond he, he looks yeah. down and sees that. Sorry, Bond, Bond takes it and like gives it to to Hip by simple misdirection. Uh, he like or yeah, Hip who is posing as like a, a peanut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he orders like a pack of peanuts, drops them, and then like palms the the Solex and and gives it to Hip. Hip gives it to Goodnight. Goodnight follows Scaramanga and Knickknack as they're leaving, and because no thoughts head empty. <laughs> Something else mm. that won't look up is is that um, this isn't funny. Goodnight has a Gucci handbag in this scene. Really? I just thought that was good. <laughs> I wrote nice. it down in full caps. Yeah. Uh, she she gets immediately bundled into the boot by Scaramanga. He does not even struggle with it. He he just like pops mm -hmm. the boot and just like what? So Scaramanga now has the Solex unbeknownst to him because it's in her uh, her handbag. She's in she's in the boot of the car. Uh, Bond tries to chase after them. And the the lesson here ultimately is is women should do as they are told. Yes. Bond even nothing says less, that nothing more because they Bond and Hip come out of the match and then Bond says where's Goodnight and Hip's like well she's supposed to be here she's got the Solex in a handbag and Bond goes women women am I like, right she's a secret agent yeah she's been there yeah. for like two years and M she has no uh, no agency at all M praises her actually at one point and says she's a good agent yeah like, no secret agency. Yeah. Um, so, so, so Bond has to chase after uh, Scaramanga's car, which is like a bronze AMC Matador, uh, and so, of course behind him is an AMC dealership. How much did AMC, the motor company, kick in for this movie? Less than you'd think. Um, where there is a red AMC Gremlin, and in you know what I would who, like to see a bit more of though just happens to be in the passenger you know seat what I would like to see a bit more of this is the part I really Louisiana like. racism guy Sheriff G.W. Pepper Louisiana State Police <sighs> Sergeant J.W. Pepper he's there he's, he's there he's getting a, a test drive he's there South he's Asian there Bond, he's sitting in the car <gasps> oh yeah because that's a thing that you do when you're on vacation is think about buying a car and Bond takes the wheel, drives up this fully fueled, ready-to-go show car, chases after Scaramanga. J.W. Pepper. J.W. Pepper is in the car he is yelling like, racial abuse, Yeah, he, talking about commies. You're that secret agent! Was... That English secret agent from England! 20 minutes of this. My, the painkillers I took previously hadn't kicked in at nope. this point, and I was just staring at the packet for the entirety yep. of the scene. Yep. So the, the the car chase that follows is not really notable, but for one thing, right, which is that mm -hmm. uh, they have to get across a canal to chase after Scaramanga, and in order to do that, Bond uh, takes a, a, like a, a broken bridge and he like ramps it and flips the car uh, three hundred and sixty degrees horizontally. And they did that. They did that stunt. 
like in real life. That's not an effect. They did that mm-hmm. uh, on the first take. On the first take, they gave the stunt man whose name was Bumps Willard, by the way, a thirty thousand a thirty thousand dollar bonus on the spot for landing it. Um, and then listen, having having done this, they put a slide whistle over it. I wrote that yeah. down it almost goes, verbatim. Ooh. I wrote, "Imagine the fucking effort." And planning that went into conceiving of, setting up, and pulling off that stunt. Imagine that hours upon hours of dedicated work. Modifying the car. And then they put a slide. As far as I know, this was the first computer modeled car stunt because they had to simulate this in order to make it work. They had to make the car custom. The steering wheel and the seat is in the center. Uh, everything else extraneous has been taken out of it to remove weight. And then in order to do this scene, which they still, like, people try to replicate and still can't do now, um, mm-hmm. they, they, they they do it, and then the, the noise that they put over it is, like, I would say the most ill-judged Bond noise we've heard since, um... Ooh. I knew you were going to fight that. Well, I didn't have the, the slide yeah. whistle, so I went to the next best thing. Um, it genuinely is just a slide whistle. Yeah, it's a slide whistle. Like, it took me out of this moment so hard. Because <laughs> it's, it's a comical noise for something like... They, they slowed down the footage a little bit as yeah. well to make the, the stunt last longer. So it looks like he does this at about three to four miles an hour. Yeah. And slide whistle. Yeah, It is a very cool stunt. I think it was done as part of like a car stunt show previously by like a traveling not like a traveling circus but like mm. you know like a professional cunt star uh, professional cunt star show uh, <laughs> a professional, professional cunt, cunt star show <laughs> so sorry Double seven. they're called the professional <laughs> cunt stars changing the name of the group chat to professional cunt stars oh baby don't worry I am already there <laughs> a professional stunt car show <laughs> Did this stunt, and somebody saw it, and they decided. Bernard Lee's M being like, "Now, what do you know about the professional stunt?" <laughs> but, but like, we have yeah, me and the girls after COVID. We, we we have we have we have another cunt star getting to get that, through. Getting that surgery to get the professional cunt star. <laughs> Kill James Bond merch. That's your medal. Stars, Dad, Letterman Dad, jacket. That's your medal for services to pussy. Is the professional <laughs> cunt Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I just we, this movie. Cunt. This movie doesn't just have the one cunt star. It has two cunt stars. No, thank you for this because I've been worried that we've been quite serious thus far. <laughs> But <laughs> Scaramanga and Knickknack drive the drive the car into a barn, and the barn fits fucking wings and an engine onto the st- onto the st- onto the car. I'm gonna I can say words onto the car, and it takes off and flies with Goodnight in the boot. And because she's fully bimbified, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, "I think we've stopped." Opens the boot and sees that they're at like five thousand feet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Incidentally, uh, uh, like J.W. Pepper tries to reason with the cops and gets arrested, but he does threaten them at one point with, uh... Mm. I got connections! I'm gonna get the FBI on your ass! The CIA! God damn it! I'm gonna get Henry Kissinger! Which is no idle threat for an American to make in Southeast Asia in 1971. No, it is not. Anyway, 
Uh, yeah. So luckily, yeah, and we never see that character again. No, he so he, he, he was I killed. To believe he was yeah, executed. He was, ki- by... he was killed by firing squad. <laughs> Watch the documentary, The Last Executioner, which begins with them shooting Sheriff J W Pepper, Louisiana State Police. Uh, so so Bond and Hip teleport back to Hong Kong, and uh, thankfully they're like, oh, we've 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 tracked this the the fucking plane. A group of islands in red Chinese waters, because whenever a Bond movie of this period wants an agent of chaos, it just goes with red China. Um, mm-hmm. And so Bond is Bond is like, okay, we'll go. I'll, I'll go and like infiltrate it off the books, uh, so you don't have to know anything about it. So Bond inv- invades China. Um, well, the 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 fucking exchange, and I've slightly editorialized mm. the exchange, but really not as much as you would imagine, mm. is that Bond is just like. Oh, sir, what if we simply entered Chinese airspace, sir? And M goes, absolutely out of the question. And then Bond just replies like, what if I did it secretly? <laughs> and then it cuts to him doing it. Yeah, he just does <laughs> and it. then not 20 seconds later, it cuts to a red Chinese radar base <laughs> being like, some guys in our airspace. <laughs> yeah, you want us to shoot him down, boss? And Scaramanga's like, no, no, this is all part of my plan. <laughs> There is, great, there is a great there is a great bit where Scaramanga's on the phone to them and he says, No, no, please don't shoot him down. He's a guest that I'm expecting. Pause. No, he won't be leaving. So oh good. my god, dude. So, Christopher ugh. Lee. God. Uh mm. yeah, so so Scaramanga welcomes Bond. Or rather He is loving it. He's, he's loving this scene. Yeah, okay, so what what happens is first Knickknack welcomes Bond with Bonjour, Monsieur Bond. And a tray with a like a, a bottle of Dom Perignon on, which a hidden Scaramanga uses like a BB gun to shoot the cap off of. And of course, Bo- it's not a BB gun; it's a real pistol. And and, and so mm. and so Bond flinches, of course, and like almost goes to like draw his gun. And uh, and Scaramanga is just like, oh, you have to forgive me, but I couldn't resist. It was too good not to. Uh, yeah. He like he he is grinning. He's he, loving he, he having Bond on He puts the gun island. down on the train next to the champagne, which has drenched knickknack. And he's like, as you see, I'm I'm now completely unarmed. Uh, and oh my god, like this is this is Scaramanga's invitation to Bond, right? Where he just eats this scene up, right? We have so much in common, Mister Bond. We have so much to discuss, and we will never have this opportunity again. Ours is the loneliest profession, so. Let us spend a few pleasant hours together. Ours is the loneliest profession. Mm. Is a line that, like, because this is before podcasting was invented. That's true. That with that delivery goes much harder than this movie has any right to let it go. Um, mm. But so Bond is like, ah, oh, fine, whatever. I, I don't, I don't give a shit. Uh, and Scaramanga gives him the tour. He gives him the tour of his like uh, his island lair, which is delightful, actually. Mm. It truly looks lovely. We we get another classic. Here is the exploder key, Mister Bond mm. section. Yeah, he shows him the solar. Manga's just like, yo, here's our solar power plant. If this shit gets above, here's the one guy zero. that we have taking care of it. His name's Kra. He's wearing like a boiler suit. Uh, yeah, he looks cool. <laughs> He's just built. He has an afro. And a yeah, it's that like, one guy. He runs the solar power station by himself. And now uh, he explains his plan to Bond. And Bond, of course, because as we previously mentioned, Roger Moore, Roger Moore's Bond knows everything and is insufferable about it. So Bond is just like pointing out, ah, minus two hundred and seventy-five degrees or whatever. 
And Scaramanga is just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't give a shit. I'm Which I, is not a I, I, I just work here. And so, but like, the the thing that I have in my notes for Scaramanga's plot is not even illegal. <laughs> Scaramanga's, yeah. Scaramanga's plot is he is going to auction the ability to, to uh, use solar power to the highest bidder. And whoever whoever can use it will like be able to build power stations with it. Will be able to franchise it to to other countries. And I'm just like, that's yeah, it's not illegal even. It's literally not that's an illegal not, plot. Yeah, like, that's a nice it's retirement. Illegal. It's just like free enterprise. If anything, it's if anything, it's going to help the world actually a little bit. There, 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 I mean, it's not yeah. as good as giving it away for free, but it's not like he's going to destroy there it. There is there is one uh, kind of revealing line though. The oil shakes will pay you just to keep solar energy off the market. The thought had occurred to me. Ah, 1973. Um, so, yeah. He's also built a laser gun. He's built, just for fun. He's built a laser gun. At this moment, before we flag the laser gun mm. up, at this moment, it was 4.30 a.m. <laughs> An hour and a half into this fucking yes. movie. I was cold. I was tired. My painkillers had not helped my headache. I'd gotten onto the train to get back to my fucking hometown of Barnstable. The ticket inspector asked if I had a rail card. I looked in my wallet, I realized I didn't have it, and I must have looked up at him with the most defeated expression a human being has ever had, because he literally just went, don't worry about it, like, before I'd even said a word. Nice. (laughs) Which, first of all, hell yeah to that guy, dude's rock, thank you, my man. I do have a rail card, I just forgot it. Um... But also, that's where I was. Yeah. And we have the classic uh, third act laser satellite genre twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he has built like a gun that goes off of the Solect, which he uh, he's really enjoying himself. Like the line that he uses when he aims this gun is, This is the part I really like. And he uses it to blow up Bond's plane. Mm-hmm. My understanding is this doesn't come up again. No, never comes up. Not important. No, nope. he's just there. Like, also, you get this if you bid on the. The, th- the thing is, like, it's yeah. like a yeah, fucking free. Yeah, yeah. Gift yeah. It's a DLC. The thing is, right? We've seen Scaramanga in like work mode before in this movie, most notably at the at the Muay Thai arena, right? Where he's been like very sort of lang- languid. Here, he just he switches and he's absolutely jovial. Like, mm. but Bond is like, oh, I, I, I suppose you can give you the tour or whatever, and he's like, splendid, splendid. <laughs> he's having a great yeah. time. He's loving it. Well, he enjoys himself so much. He's just showing him the like a rumpus lunch. room and stuff. They have lunch. Knickknack is a cordon bleu chef. Um, mm. There's a really nice touch, which is that all of the tableware, the glasses, the cutlery, and everything, it's all made of silver. Mm. The only gold thing is the golden gun. Yeah, it's a nice little touch. And and Goodnight is also saying shit with the cadence that one might say like a secret code phrase, but it just isn't yeah, I th- registering. I, I thought that it would be a anyone. secret code phrase. It's just not. She's just, she's just ha- no. She's just saying shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wish I'd written one down. Oh, Hang on, I'll be fine. But, uh, wh- I wish I could she's... stay here forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while while she's doing that, Scaramanga is just effortlessly owning Bond. Right. Uh, <laughs> he he says like we understand each other because you and I are the best. Right. Mm. You live well, Scaramanga. As a million dollars a contract, I can afford to, Mr. Bond. You work for Peanuts. A hearty well done from Her Majesty the Queen and a pittance of a pension. Apart from that, we are the same. Fucking get his ass. Yeah, yeah good, good night looks at him. I've now just reopened the movie to get this. Good night looks at him and, and says... <laughs> it just goes, the fried mushroom looks 
terribly interesting. <laughs> there is nothing hidden like, under the fried yes. mushroom. It she mm-hmm. she just I, uh, not quite clear what that no, was about. No. No, she's just saying shit. So, like I don't know. So if she Bond, that's Bond, the Bond kind of gets secret agents Bond do. gets quite angry. He calls Scaramanga full of shit, right? Uh, mm. For being like I'm the and we get the closest thing to like an explanation of Bond's ethical code from his own <laughs> in his own words, as we're gonna get for a long time. And this is how Bond. And I want you to think about the people that we've seen Bond kill while we've been making this podcast. I want you to think about that as uh, we go into what Bond considers his ethics to be. When I kill, it's on the specific orders of my government. And those I kill are themselves killers. Come, come, Bond. You disappoint me. You get as much fulfillment out of killing as I do, so why don't you admit it? Oh, I admit it's a little kinky. Okay, I may have stitched those two you together. Cut that well in. done, well done. You cut that I, in. Yeah, that was really. Well, he just good, he just though. does Nuremberg shit. He's just like, ah, oh, when I do it, I'm ordered to by the government. And yeah. it's like, oh, fucking pretty Patel ordered you to shoot people, was, did she? I, I'm following well orders. Well done. You're a I, fucking. Well, I sh- she might. Ethical hero of the year. I only kill bad people, uh, which is not true. I, I only kill people when I'm told to. Also not true. We've seen Bond kill people for fun. And and specifically when he's told not yeah. to. Also, several times we yeah. have seen Bond be like told no and just do it yeah. anyway. Now I, I I do also have to say that come come, Mr. Bond, you enjoy killing as much as I do is an iconic Bond villain line. Uh oh yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Uh but like yeah, so Scaramanga calls him on his bullshit and uh he, he tells him that he want what he wants to do is have a duel to the death. Uh, in his like cartoon funhouse, um, mm. and 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 Bond is like a little bit rattled by this. He's like, "It's quite old fashioned, isn't it?" Um, and oh god, there's this fantastic line, right, which Christopher Lee truly sells. He goes, "My golden gun against your Walter PPK," and Bond says, six bullets to your one. I only need one." So good. Chills. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that they get like they get together on the beach back to back, knickknack cats out twenty paces, um, and Bond enters into this sort of game of death, right? Uh, in mm. you know, sort of like a fun house with mirrors and like uh, yeah. Because this- when Bond turns and fires, Scaramanga is gone. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. credit to Roger Moore. Bond shits his fucking pants. Yeah, like, he looks scared. This is the most peril we've seen Bond in in, in a while, uh, and we see him waste bullet after bullet after bullet on nothing. Um, and then drop his gun. And then he drops his gun. I, I think at one point, uh, like Nick Knight comes on over the intercom. There's like th- only three bullets left, Mister Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, of course, we know how it has to end. And they also cut this sequence short. In order to like Aww. include the rest of this shit, but um, yeah, no, but Bond Bond outwits Scaramanga. If you're quick, you 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 kind of notice it before it happens. You're like, wait a cheats. wait a second, that Bond mannequin still has all of its fingers, but we saw those get mm-hmm. shot off in the first sequence. Bond has like changed into the mannequin's clothes and like adopted its its fucked Bond shooting stance perfectly. Um. And he he kills Scaramanga, who who says nothing. He just looks shocked 
and mm. uh, and he dies. I'm glad he says nothing. Yeah, I'm glad he doesn't yeah, say anything. If he said anything, it really would have retracted. I yeah. think. Mm. But Bond then manages to destroy it himself because uh, he he rescues Goodnight and um, she says, "What happened?" And Bond says, "He landed on his coup de grace." What the fuck yeah. does that even mean? A, it, it doesn't sound, sounds a bit kill. like us. I wanted Scaramanga to kill Bond. It would have been a more fulfilling ending. Kill James Bond. Or at least wound him in such a way that like mm. comes back in later films that like he's like now got a fucked shoulder because like yeah. Scaramanga shot him. He's, he is un like he's still got the golden bullet in him. Yeah. Anyway, all the while during this sequence, it's intercut with Goodnight doing maybe the one spy thing she actually ever does, mm. which is be a woman who exists. Yep. So the the other guy, what's his name? Kra. His name is Kra. Kra. Kra notices her because she's wearing a bikini and just like walks He's over like, yeah. and follows her like a fucking puppy. Yeah. And she just kicks him into this big fucking liquid helium container, which is uh, said to be an absolute zero, which I have some notable. Yeah, she she, she, she flips the big destroy base switch by kicking a guy into it. Um, and yeah. so. It, he yeah. he falls into it and it like pans up to a, a sign that says absolute zero must be maintained to avoid instant criticality. Which is, and it's like, yeah, okay, well, fine, that's that. whatever. Sure, man. So but Bond and Goodnight search for the Solex. Bond gets down into the Solex hole because it's in a hole next to a big beam that would go in when the sunlight. Uh, he, he has turned this off so he can get in. He's like trying to hit it with his shoe and trying to hit it with his gun because he's too dumb to know how to unscrew anything. Um, and. Uh, again, no thoughts, head empty. Goodnight hits the uh, the big laser beam turn on button with her ass, and yeah, she's in the perfect like that that drawing of a. I'm using the word as it was used, bimbo, yeah. like staring oh, no, at a book boobs. on the ground pose. Yeah, where her ass is just perfectly out to the side, and just she just knocks a big switch that says. Uh, Destroy base. Yeah. Oh my god, she does look like the like the bimbo looking at a book on the ground. She yeah, is right. doing yeah. that pose. Perfect. <laughs> and so she 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 almost kills Bond. Uh, Bond shouts at her some more until she like presses every button and he gets the Solex free in time. The base blows up and they escape. They fucked up making this and they nearly killed both Roger Moore and Brit Eklund doing this. Um, Scaramanga's revenge. Yeah, uh, Roger Moore said that like when they're when they're running. Um, He's got his like arm around uh, her back, right? And an explosion goes off behind them, and it burnt all of the hair off of his arm. Uh, oh! So, come they kind of fine there, guys. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, we we have another standby, right? Which is, hey, we can just leave this whole henchman loose end and just go about our business, right? We can just be fucking on some sort of mode of transport home, and we're not gonna like expect any kind of any kind of retribution. <sighs> So they steal, um, they steal Scaramanga's junk, right? And as Bond and Goodnight are fucking, Knickknack appears and tries to kill Bond. This is not treated with any kind of dignity, right? No. Uh, he he like throws champagne bottles at Bond until Bond locks him in a suitcase. Hmm. And we are we are for a second meant to believe that Bond just fucking throws him overboard, but uh, instead Bond like hoists him up into the rigging of this junk. Um, 
So, I mean, Which, at least he survives. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Which I can only imagine is as, like, a direct response to how Whisper is tweeted. Tre- tweeted. Yeah, God damn it. How Whisper is treated in the pre... I'm doing it now. Uh, how Whisper is treated in the previous movie, where he's just locked in a thing and left yeah, off but screen Bond, forever. Yeah, Bond kind of... Bond literally uh, gibbets um, Knickknack here. Yeah. Yeah, Nick just put on like the rigging. Yeah, and that's and he looks perturbed. That's the movie. That's, that's the, the movie. movie. That's the movie. This is a, this is a two-hour movie. It's the last one that Cubby Broccoli and Harry Saltzman did together, uh, because Harry Saltzman like almost went bankrupt and had to sell his stake in uh, Eon Productions, and they also had a massive falling out, which is kind of apparent. Uh, this was like a disaster to make. Um, Albert Broccoli wanted an elephant chase in it. I, the, I'm like, glad that did not happen. John Barry, the 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 composer, like really half-assed it. Uh, the director of photography quit halfway through. It really had a, a like a, a troubled production, and it would be another like there's a two year delay between this and the Spy Who Loved Me, which is the next one. Um, yeah, and yeah, no, this the the reception that this got was so lukewarm that for a while it was seriously considered like oh, maybe we should not make any more Bond movies. See, that's a shame because I did enjoy this more than a lot of the other ones. A mm. large part of that is Christopher Lee. Um, I actually like the music. They keep reusing the, the theme song, the theme from the theme song, um, but they like put little twists on it here and there, which is quite nice. Mm. Like Scaramanga's got a good little light motif. Like, I, I, and it also it makes sense in ways that previous films don't. I, but, um, I, I have one, one objection to this. Uh, mm-hmm. Sheriff G.W. Pepper, Louisiana State yeah. Police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool he's, that he's, he's, he's in this movie for almost as much as Why Scaramanga is. Why is he in is. this movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why does J.W. fucking Pepper have the... Who watched... Who fucking watched the previous movie and went like, oh, you know who my favourite character is? You know who they should mm-hmm. make recurring? Sheriff G.W. Like, Pepper, Louisiana State Police. Like they're trying to do like a Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen shit, where it's like, <laughs> oh, fucking Bond's buddy, Sergeant J.W. Oh, I, I Pepper. I get that he's meant to be like a foil for Bond, because Bond is meant to be like slick and sophisticated, and he's meant to be like crude. But it's also interesting that they say that he's the opposite of Bond because he's racist, mm-hmm. when as we have seen in the previous film, Bond is extremely racist. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a, another another example along with Along with Red Grant of trying to do the the villain as like mirror Bond, I think more successfully than than from Russia with Love almost, uh, just because of Christopher Lee and mm. the reason why is like Christopher. Lee. I I have I have a theory about this right, which is that there's a line in here. Andrea says when she's explaining why she can't leave him, she says he's a monster. I think Christopher Lee plays him exactly like. The same fucking way he did Dracula or the Mummy, mm. right? Mm. Uh, I I think he has like played him as 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 a as a horror character, as a monster, and then yeah. just kind of gone from there, and it works so well. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I I don't know that he 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 works as well as like a, a a dark mirror of Bond or whatever, because most of the argument that he has with Bond, he wins. Yeah, he's too interesting, whereas Bond is not. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we have a science-based system on this uh, podcast. Even though Christopher Lee says science was never my strong point. (laughs) It's called the scum system, the scum paradigm. Mm -hmm. For smum, cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. 
we score mm. these on a, a flexible scale of zero to seven or more than seven if we feel like it. So, mm. how do we feel that this movie does in terms Never of Never less than zero? Mm. How do we feel that this movie um, does in terms of smarm? I feel like uh, no no it's, Roger it's Moore Roger movie has Moore. no smarm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in particular, I'm thinking of like the way in which he talks to women is a combination of smarm and misogyny that is mm-hmm. like it's a, a classic combo. Yeah, that is distinct from like where Connery might have had a lower smarm but a much higher misogyny. I feel like Roger Moore is kind of like both. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say it's fairly high. Yeah, four or a five. I'd go five. I would say a five. Mm. Yeah, I'm 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 willing to put a five up. Okay. okay. It's definitely his base, like Roger Moore's baseline misogyny is certainly higher mm. than, no, sorry, not baseline misogyny, that's about the same. His baseline smarm is definitely higher than Sean Connery's yeah. and certainly higher than Lazenby's. Yeah. Uh, cultural insensitivity. Well, I mean, we are in Asia land in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And. Well, they have the decency to condense all of the cultural insensitivity down to one man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who could that man be? Sheriff J.W. Oh. Pepper, Louisiana State Police. But yeah, that, that oh, like, uh, I hate him so much. Uh, uh, I, hate, yeah. I hate Roger Moore so much also. Uh, Bangkok and Hong Kong and uh, uh, like, t- to an extent, even Beirut are basically interchangeable. Macau also. Um, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, the fucking, Sumo wrestlers in the, Thailand, the, all Asian people know karate. All Asian people know karate and are named things like chew me and make things called like foo Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it's at least a five. I, I'd be persuaded to go six. Yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah. Is it, well, is it as culturally insensitive as Diamonds Are Forever, which was a six? Because hmm. that got points for homophobia, remember? Yeah. We can't really weigh homophobia and racism, can we? I would I would say oh, it's, it's I would say it's about equivalent. Yeah. Um yeah. six yeah, years. Yeah. Un- unprovoked violence. Who oh boy, one scene just takes this Yeah. because uh, in terms of like violence to other spies and stuff, it's relatively low. Like mm-hmm. Well, notably Bond kills exactly one man in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's only Scaramanga. Mm-hmm. Uh his default, the other hand, I mean he does threaten Lazar, that's kind of violent. He, he he threatens he threatens Lazar. Um, he, I mean he he, he does yeah he, he, he throws he throw, he like punches the guy at the at the karate arena. Uh, he kicks mm-hmm. a cop out of a boat, which is practice. But like he pushes a child into a river. He pushes a child into a river and he tortures a woman for information. And like not even well, there's no such thing as light torture, but you know what I mean. It's not like. Well, Alice, I think if thing. anybody knows about the existence of light torture, Alice, it must be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mm, unprovoked violence. I feel like this is kind of middling here. I want to say like a four. Yeah. How do you feel, Dev? Yeah. Four. Oh, I'm I'm happy to go over four. Okay. I'm gonna right, take then. the back seat on this and one. And misogyny. Oh boy. <sighs> this is the probably the most comprehensively mistreated a Bond girl has been since. Uh, Mrs. Galore. Yep. And even if we don't mm-hmm. count like textual mistreatment, just the writing of Mary Goodnight as just an absolute mm-hmm. fucking moron, that's got to count. Yeah, for Mary Goodnight, too. definitely. And, and, um, oh fuck, I've forgotten Scaramanga's girl's name. Shh. Andrea. Andrea Anders. Andrea Anders. Yeah, no, it, I, I would give it easily at least a six for just how they handled Andrea. I'd, 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 yeah. I'd go seven, honestly. Yeah. 
Definitely. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah, right. I'm happy with a seven. So as well. where, where, where does on, 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 on our sabermetric score, uh, where does the, where does this put the man with the golden gun in the Bond canon? Um, that gives it a total score of twenty two, which is about in the middle. I mean, live and let die is still the highest at twenty eight. So we've we've come down a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of be hard. Equ- mm. It's equally as offensive as you only live twice. Yep. Um, less offensive yep. than Goldfinger. Um, mm, yep. I think that's yeah, I think sure. that's on the basis that Goldfinger does like show a textual rape, whereas this like yes. alludes yeah. to it. Oh. Uh, yeah, it yeah. shows a textual corrective rape that is shown to mm-hmm. work. Yeah. It's only like, one it's point short. It's only one point short of um of Goldfinger. And had had it been an eight on misogyny as Goldfinger was, we would have been neck and neck. Well, that sound, that sounds right. Here's to me. my question. Mm-hmm. We have one other award to give out. Mm. Which is the Kronstein rosette? The Kronstein mm. rosette, like for a mm. henchman who went above and beyond the line of duty and was underappreciated in their time. I have a nomination. I'm interested to hear either. My of my my nomination is the second karate guy that Bond fights in the Black Gi. Chula. Yes, that was also mine. <laughs> ah, see, I thought that I thought the Kronstein Rosette was was to honor underappreciated side characters specifically. Uh, um, and in that regard, I was going to nominate Agent Goodnight for the Kronstein Rosette. Um, mm. But maybe, maybe Chula. Ah, oh, fuck! Chula no, I want to. Sh- I want to change no, my yeah. answer. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw us back out of quorum again because my answer is Lazar. He's having too much of a good time. He is. He does a good job. He's a good actor. Okay, I think we might have to split the Kronstein Rosette into villain and uh, and otherwise mm. because we have a lot of like villainous side characters that get mm. nowhere near the appreciation they deserve. Such as, yeah, <laughs> such yeah. as Shula. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think the villain's Kronstein Rosette goes to Chula, but I'm willing to hear argument mm. for the the general one for either of yours. I mean, only because Nick Knack is obviously getting a lot of glory anyway. He's very well remembered from this film. Mm. Um, yeah, he's not. Yeah, an I'm happy with, I'm happy with Chula, who does who does a great job okay. in this scene. Yeah, let's do that. Well. Wow. And, and good night gets uh, whatever the ally version mm. of the Kronstein Rosetta is. If you think of what that could be, put it in the comments. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> good night award. Yeah. Good night award. Sure. Hell yeah. Uh, so what are we watching next time, Alice? We are watching. Well, we're going to have a bonus episode in between, uh, which is TVD. But after this, our next mainline episode is the Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, mm. Oh god. Oh, I remember god. it. Never heard of it. <sighs> Never seen it. It's the one with the underwater car. Oh god, not oh, more underwater shit. Oh, it's the one with it's the first one with Jaws in. Okay, right. Anyway, have an okay time. <laughs> okay, well, um we we have been the professional cunt stars That's and right. uh, we We have we have a Patreon <laughs> where we will uh, be doing much the same but for non-mainline Bond movies like sort of deuterocanonical Bond stuff. Uh I have been Alice Caldwell Kelly. Joining me have been Abigail Thorne and Devon. Uh, mm-hmm. And we will see you in one week for the bonus episode or two weeks for The Spy Who Loved Me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. We will be back in two weeks' time for The Spy Who Loved Me. But if that is simply too long for you to wait, you can head on down to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash killjamesbond, where we upload bonus episodes every other week. 
Speaking of patrons, our most beautiful and gorgeous patrons, our 15 pounds and above patrons are Paint McCarla, George Rohack, Nikki, Jack Bushel, Larry Kins, Amanda Comet, Timothy Pajoni, Trip, Alfredo, Joshua Simmons, Raul Leal, Zoe Shepard, Jonas Schwamberger, Robbie Morgan, James Knapman, and Ramona. A couple of new names in there. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping me uh, live and eat. Shirt alert. Head on down to our website. You have until the 20th of June to pre-order our first ever t-shirt. This has been Kill James Bond, starring Alice, Abby, and Devon. Our producer is Nate Bethay. Our podcast art is by Matt Lubchansky. And our website is by Tom Allen. <laughs>